nice and smooth. Hello friends, I'm Frederick French Pounce and welcome to episode 2 of Mixology. So, in case you hadn't already worked out by the title of this episode, we're going to be taking a look at the Kinks album Something Else by the Kinks from 1967 today. And it's an album that I chose to look at because the stereo mix to me was a little more unfamiliar compared to the mono mix which I always favour for this album. But it was quite an interesting experience I have to say. The separation really made some of the songs stand out a bit more to me. And we're going to have a look at why that is in this show right here. But obviously we're going to start at the beginning and the song you're listening to is the opening track of the album, David Watts which to me doesn't have too many little individual bits that are different but it has a prevalent mix difference that I'm going to show you right now so I'm going to turn up the track so you can have another listen and you'll see that the vocal doesn't sound particularly wet reverb wise it's quite dry and up front there's not too much space around it but then on the stereo mix the lead vocal is a lot wetter the reverb is more prominent and it sounds like Ray is a bit in more of an echoey room shall we say just take a listen and see what you think i'll cut the first two lines of this verse in mono and the second two in stereo and compare from there Wish I could be like 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 The stereo mix does get some extra points here at the outro because Ray's I wish I wish I wish becomes more prominent it's not so much in your face as it might be in some prominent stereo mixes if you like but it just becomes a little clearer to hear in the mix and that's quite good in that regard but what's also interesting is that Ray's double tracking is separated between the channels so you get one vocal in the middle and then the double in the right which leads to a bit more of a empty but more more lonely shall we say and in that regard it makes it less poppy, but I find the track drives pretty well in stereo as well, especially with the piano to one side, the drums kicking away. Both mixes are pretty good for different reasons, and I won't really necessarily define a preference. I think the intro sounds better in mono, but chaotic in stereo. But yeah, either way, the main difference there, a wet vocal, and we will be talking about that more as we go along because it crops up over again and again and again. Now, track two, Death of a Clown, originally released as a solo single by Dave Davies, is the first of many out-of-phase stereo mixes on this album. A strange decision by Pi, the Kinks record label at the time. I don't really know why to emphasize the stereo field to... I don't know, it's a very, very odd one. And there's some tracks like the later Waterloo Sunset we'll get to where it gives this weirdly ethereal feeling to the backing vocals. But here, it just sounds a bit weird on the lead vocal with its placement in the center of the stereo field. 
bat, there's not too many differences, except for a noticeably longer fade out in the stereo mix, just slightly, but enough that I feel it should be brought up here. So I'll play the mono mix and then it will dissolve into the stereo mix and you'll hear just that little bit extra as it goes along. Getting that extra little bit of Rasa Davies backing vocals at the end there add a nice little charm to the end of the track although it feels like it's going to round its way back again which kind of I think the fade out works better at the length it is in mono and the mix obviously works a bit more concisely in mono with the out of phaseness not being a factor. Um, but again, each are pretty good. I'm not really going to complain about that mix, although there is a nice in-phase stereo mix with a tiny bit of studio chat at the beginning on the Anthology box set, which came out in 2015, I believe. So definitely seek that out. It's a decent decent alternative to the one that's on the album and sounds, sounds good as well. Now track three, Two Sisters, is one that I'm going to look at very briefly. It's simply that it's again out of phase in stereo and the mix is slightly less harsh in stereo maybe because it's been used less tape wise I'm not too sure but it's always had quite a harsh sound on that harpsichord just take a listen to the mono mix and see what you think and now stereo and put the children in the nursery Just to be free again As I'm sure you can hear right there, the out-of-phase sound is, is very unusual. It sounds like the backing track goes from mono to slightly to one side, but not completely. But the lead vocal sits quite uncomfortably in the center there. It's a strange sound, and again, I don't really know why it was chosen, but it leads to some interesting changes, I suppose. Track 4, No Return, I found no discernible differences between the two, and in that regard, is there a preference? Who knows? But Harry Rag is similar in its regard. Very little difference, maybe a little wetter again, but it just had a few elements in the intro that stood out a little more in stereo because they were separate. Take a listen to the two back to back. I'm going to play the mono first and then I'm going to play the stereo afterwards for you. And now for the stereo. Take a close listen right to the beginning and it sounds like someone's zipping something up in the right hand channel. Now, moving on to track 6, Tin Soldier Man, we get our first major difference on the album, and that's the first couple of notes of Tin Soldier Man. Here's how the mono mix starts. And here's the stereo.
Listening to that track as well, again, it sounds like it's likely out of phase, but again, there's a bit more reverb on the elements, bringing things together in the center. But the little horn in the right-hand channel, it's got far more mechanical sounds going on. So obviously the evidence of them pressing the buttons and having a, having a little play. But that gets buried in the mono mix where it becomes almost more distracting in the stereo mix, which is quite interesting. So yeah, reverb and mechanical sounds prevalent throughout. And there's those two extra notes on the intro. I mean, they obviously got sliced off for the mono mix and then they just couldn't be bothered to do it for the stereo mix. So it makes a nice little difference. I think the kicking on the mono mix is better, but I'm glad to have the full take available to listen to whenever I want. Now, the closing track on side one, Situation Vacant, is another one of those where the editing and the mixing really makes a difference. Now, I'm going to cut ahead to the instrumental section and I'm going to play you it in its entirety in mono and then we'll come back and we'll play you the stereo. Just listen really closely to the balance between the guitar and the organ and the structure as well. take a listen to that same section in stereo and I'm going to point out that the organ which is quite buried in the mono mix is now going to be far more prevalent and certain bits of the guitar get edited out as well. Now, flipping the record over, we open side two with another Dave Davies solo composition, Love Me Till The Sun Shines. Let's play the way the mono version opens, the soft fade-in and a rather groovy but slightly roomy but upfront guitar. looking at the intro take a listen to that lead vocal it's once again dry like most of the track is in mono but once again we're going to get a nice wet one in stereo take a little listen So as was pretty evident there, the stereo mix didn't fade in. It started up as the track was recorded, obviously, up front and dry. But then once the vocal kicks in, it's a far wetter mix. And the mono mix is far preferable for a dirty rock track like that, in my opinion. So 
I'm going to stick with that for my own listening, but there is one little later difference that I wanted to throw in. I'm just going to play the stereo example here because it's absent in the mono, so it doesn't really need a complete comparison. But it's a fun little stray hand clap that got left in in the instrumental break. Have a listen, and if you're anything like me, have a laugh. Now, the second track on side two, Lazy Old Sun, the closest the Kinks got to Psychedelia in 67, has some pretty minor differences, but one that I think stands out as a missing element mix, shall we say. Now, it's out of phase once again, but there's a distinct double track that works through the mono mix to help drive that sway vibe home, and it's absent in the stereo mix. Here, take a listen to the mono mix and notice the double tracking on Ray's voice. And now the stereo. And back to mono. On the album, this is followed up by Afternoon Tea. Now, this is going to be the only international mix variation we're going to bring in. But I'm going to play the mono mix, the stereo mix, and then the German mono mix. The German stereo mix has the same differences as the German mono mix. But for the purpose of this, I don't need to play both because they have the same difference. So, let's start with the UK mono mix. And notice or oh, if you can hear it at all, a volume pedal guitar, similar to the one that's used by George Harrison in the Beatles song I Need You, which is to me the most prominent example of it in popular culture. And now for the stereo. You may have noticed between the two that the backing vocals are a lot louder in the stereo mix because they're placed center and also out of phase while Ray's vocal is off to one side. But that volume pedal guitar, it's panned as well in the, st in the stereo mix, the lead vocal side. It comes between Ray's lines as and it is audible in the mono mix and it's a bit more audible in the stereo mix just because of separation but in the German mix just take a listen to this and you're not going to unhear where that volume pedal guitar is The track after Afternoon Tea <laughs> is Funny Face, which to me is discernibly similar between its mono and stereo mixes. It's quite a good mix, the separation of the guitars between the channels works really well, and it's worth listening in both mixes, 
but with no discernible differences and maybe a hair of a dusting of reverb on lead vocal and stereo that's probably just buried in the the way the mix is mixed in mono i'm not going to feature it here end of the season which follows that is more interesting in its lack of interesting features now this is actually an outtake from the previous album face to face which had a notoriously narrow stereo mix with all the sound effects at the start of most of the tracks in stereo usually to the left or the right hand and the rest of the track mostly centralized with very few examples to the contrary and this being an outtake from those sessions is no different the sound effects are actually in mono as with obviously the rest of the track but there's a stereo reverb off to the right hand side giving it a bit of a faux stereo feel and in that regard that's exactly what it is without the atrocious eq or channel delay so i'm going to play it to you just so you can hear what i mean and then we'll cut to the final track Now, the album ends with the Kinks' then current single, the absolute classic Waterloo Sunset, and it doesn't truly have any discernible differences between the mono and the stereo mix, but the backing vocals were, are arguably louder in the stereo mix, and because of the outer phase mix, they have this more ethereal feel to them, that if you have the correct speaker setup, extends far beyond the stereo field. Although having most of the instruments on one side and Ray lonely over on the other side creates this kind of awkward balance that I'm not a huge fan of, unfortunately. I'm going to play a little bit of the mono mix and then it's going to smoothly flow into the stereo mix just so you can hear the differences between the two in the way things sit. And then I'm going to give you a little special treat afterwards, so stick around for that. Enjoy. <laughs> That brings us to the end of the mono, stereo and international mix differences for the 1967 album Something Else by The Kinks. A wonderful album that I think works well in both mono and stereo, but I will personally always pick the mono mix of the album because it feels more concise and more thought through. And Ray himself has said they've only just started thinking in stereo at this time and so it's a bit rudimentary, although definitely a very wide one for fans of that sort of mix. Ending on Waterloo Sunset, it makes me want to play one of my favourite session outtakes from, well, anybody ever at this point. And it's from the anthology set released in 2015, and it's labelled as Waterloo Sunset Take 2. And it's a lovely mix of the backing track. Now, it doesn't have the vocals because I guess they're not on the multi-track anymore, unfortunately. 
but having it in this true stereo mix in this wonderful fidelity gives it this beautiful feel and it's so just spacious and dreamy and then the chorus you get this chugging electric guitar from Dave that really stands out here and it's worth a listen for anyone so I'm going to end this episode with a special treat just enjoy and I'll see you in another month's time for episode 3 of Mixology thank you very much for listening wherever you are and whoever you are thank you Alan don't worry if I fade away with this guitar in parts it's intentional okay come on the snake is intentional Try not to speed up. Yeah. Oh, God.